Welcome to the Kumbaya Podcast, the whole woman's resource. I am Dr. Amanda Shipley, a pelvic physical therapist who is passionate about prevention and supporting women along their holistic health journey. Today, I am speaking with Dr. Julie Granger, physical therapist and health slash life slash business coach in Atlanta, Georgia. Julie speaks about her journey from physical therapy into health and life coaching and how all wellness starts with mindset. She gives us some very powerful tips that can help us make positive change in our lives in a way that will be sustainable. And that is so key. Visit kumbayalpodcast.com if you would like to check out the show notes for this episode. We will have links to Julie's website and the fantastic books that she refers to during our conversation. Thank you so much for listening in. I hope you enjoy. Well, thank you, Julie, for joining me on the podcast. I am so excited to have you here with us. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So if you would, please start by sharing your story. How did you find your way into being a healthy mindset coach for women, teens, (laughs) and PT professionals? Well, there's always a story, right? So (laughs) I was practicing as a physical therapist, and I've always been that physical therapist that people want to be, right? Like I was always, I was graduated at the top of my class, and I got amazing jobs. And um, very soon, I was teaching courses to other PTs pretty soon as a new graduate and um, speaking at conferences and doing research and, you know, doing things to establish my expertise and authority. And, you know, prior to that, I was a collegiate athlete. So that's what got me into physical therapy. And that was always injured. I really wanted to give back to help people get better. Well, several years into my career, all of that achieving caught up to me in the form of panic attacks and uh, soon thereafter cancer. And when I was going through the panic attacks and severe anxiety, I realized that I was more concerned with having to miss work to recover from the panic attacks than I was about what was going on in my health. And it it was that moment where I was like, I think that I need a coach. And so I actually hired a, someone called a life coach, which, you know, is very common these days. And then um, about a year later, I was diagnosed with cancer. And thankfully, um, I had been doing mindset work with the life coach for about a year and really reinventing my outlook on my career, my family life, everything. And so when I was diagnosed with cancer, uh, it was kind of like, okay, well, that's cancer. Let's just deal with it. I didn't feel any fear. Um, which a lot of people are really surprised when I tell them that they're like, you weren't afraid. And I wasn't. So, wow. That's pretty powerful. Yeah. There was something to having a a healthy mindset that I realized, you know, that didn't heal the cancer, but it certainly made the whole process a lot easier. Mm -hmm. And then it helped obviously the process of starting my business. I also wasn't afraid when I started my business. It was just very like, all right, this is what we're going to do. These are the steps I need to take. There's things I don't know. And so, you know, I hired a business coach and I'm a very strong believer in coaches to help you along. Mm -hmm. And I also had a health coach through the time of cancer as well. So ultimately, you know, building my own team and seeing that it, it, it was you know, fruitless to try and do everything alone. I didn't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to do that my whole life, right? Always have the answers and teach them to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, 
um, having that team was really important to me. And I also saw that it was a work from home job, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that really helped me create the lifestyle that I wanted as well. So I transitioned into coaching full time, actually about a month ago from physical therapy. Wow. Yeah. That's so exciting. I know you've been wanting to make that transition. So a month ago, oh, mm-hmm. that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Well, and you mentioned a couple of different things there. Um, you know, life coach, health coach, and then mindset coach. Can you go into those a little bit? Like, what is a mindset coach, or if you want to compare them to yeah. other types of, you know? Well, my training is in health coaching, which is helping women, technically women's health coaching, which is helping women and for me, teenagers as well, um, you know, make the life and behavior changes necessary to help yourself be more healthy, whatever that means for you. Mm-hmm. And because, um, you know, you get prescriptions from the doctor, from the physical therapist, from Google, you know, if you're looking for information about your health, and then actually putting it into play is difficult. Yes. And so, and that accountability done, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. And what I also saw with life coaching is there is an enormous amount of emotional awareness necessary and emotional release tactics and just emotional knowledge that I needed for myself. If you're going to tackle a health condition or tackle a business condition for me as well, you know, I needed to not let my emotions get in the way and I needed to be very firm and confident about who I was Mm -hmm. as a person. Mm -hmm. So the mindset piece, why I call it healthy mindset is we, we talk about health, obviously, I also do business coaching for PTs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the physical therapist part of my healthy mindset coach for women, teens, and PTs. Mm-hmm. And it's all, you know, it really all starts with that, which is mindset. And really, for me, like if we're talking about a woman with a health condition or a teen with a health condition, I really like to help my clients discover that health goes a lot deeper than your appointments, your prescription, your nutrition, and your supplements. And really, it starts with a state of mind that we hold. And I had this conversation with a client yesterday. I said, she said, well, well, you know, I, I don't think it's possible for me to not get sick. And I said, well, that depends on your definition of sick. Mm. You know, is it that you don't want to get have illness or is it that you don't want to have a negative reaction mentally to the illness? Like that you don't want to get upset about it or be afraid of it. And she was like, oh, I think it's more that I don't want to be afraid of it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I teach my clients that we find our greatest lives from a place of acting from our values and not our fears. Mm-hmm. And that's hard because when we're, we're trying to pursue this grand idea of health, whatever that is, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's hard to not do things because we're afraid of not being healthy. Right. right. Oh, gosh, I have to take that supplement because if I don't take the turmeric, I might have inflammation. Oh, gosh, I have to eliminate gluten because if I don't, I'm afraid that. I make it sick. Right. It's, it's not focusing on feeling your best or not focusing on feeling optimal. You know, it's the, you don't, you want to avoid X, Y, Z. That's exactly. And, and what we know is that when we do things from a place of fear or avoidance in our health or in our lives, actually, mm-hmm. just grossly, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I'm afraid of that. I want to avoid that. Mm-hmm. The intention and the motivation behind that mindset it lasts 60 to 90 days and then it burns out. And that's how we get stuck on the wheel of like, oh, I'm going to do this health plan and then I fall off the wagon and then I'm going to do it again and then I fall off the wagon. And so 
I love to teach clients to tap into what value will doing that bring into your life. How is that going to serve you? Yes. What is that? What greatness will that bring? And if they can't find the value, then they probably shouldn't be doing the thing, whatever it is. Right. So well, and that, also too, that's really exciting. That's super exciting. And and it sounds like too, you know, thinking of the value it brings into your life, because I'm thinking immediately of maybe someone wants to make a change, but it's not really coming from them authentically. You know, it's like, yes. you know, why do you want to do this? Well, because everyone else plays this sport at this age or everyone yeah. else looks this way or X, Y, you know, whatever. But, um, you know, so when you really boil down to it, like, but is this coming from you? Is this who you are and who you want to be and how you want to experience your life? You know, then you, so it, it may not be that, you know, it may be they're not even making, you know, sincere choices for themselves. You know, they have to give more mind, you know, thought to that. And things, when we make choices that aren't authentically from our hearts, um, those also don't sustain. And that's actually one of the draws of me moving into coaching is, you know, as a physical therapist. Mm-hmm. We make recommendations to our clients. We prescribe things. And that's a very necessary part of physical therapy. But if we don't follow it up with coaching and helping them make it an intrinsic decision for themselves, that's authentically aligned with who they are and their values, Mm -hmm. they they don't always comply (laughs) with what we want them to do. And then as a physical therapist, we blame ourselves Mm -hmm. saying, oh, my gosh, it's because I didn't do that treatment right or because I didn't have enough knowledge. And so, really, what we know in healthcare is 65%, especially uh, this, there was a study done on physical therapy clients, 65% of whether a client or patient succeeds is based on them. It's oh. factors intrinsic to them. Yep. Only 10% is based on how smart the healthcare provider is, uh, whether the treatments provided were evidence-based, um, you know, those types of circumstances. And as a coach it was very appealing to me to say, oh, wow, the client's completely driving the bus here. Right. You know, I'm just here to coach and guide. And it takes the burnout out of, you know, my lifestyle where I'm constantly annoyed that the patients aren't doing what I say and Mm -hmm. um, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Lovely. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. because you care so much. I mean, that's why we got into this profession. It's like, Mm -hmm. you really want to see people change. And, but I've learned that too. You just have to meet people where you're at. Like I ask all my, um, my patients to, to journal and actually give them a, a little journal yeah. and their initial eval and, and, you know, and I, and leave it up to them, whatever, you know, sparks their interest to how they want to journal. But, um, yeah, some, and some people have said, no, I can't do that right now. And then, you know, when the time comes they're like, okay, I'm, I think I'm more open to doing that or whatever, but you know, I have to not be attached to the outcome, but it's, um, exactly you definitely it. have to, mm-hmm. you know, meet them where they're at too. So what can a person expect when they come to see you? So typically we start out with what's called a strategy session, which is where um, it's an art session. I think it's really important to have a session up front where we see that we're a good fit for each other and that I can truly help them and that they feel a connection, Mm -hmm. a really heart-centered connection with me. Um, And then from there, we decide what type of program um, they line up with, whether it's sort of a health-related program or... It's more, you know, life coachy. They, they're the super high achieving, stressed out perfectionist, the, the former version of me that I described. Mm-hmm. Or, and it will, and they know that's not sustainable anymore. Or um, they need more business and career coaching. We kind of figure that out. And then they usually fit into what most of my clients typically do is a six month program. Okay. And the reason I ask for a six month commitment is, you know, it takes 
we all know to change habits. It's not like you can, some of us can click our heels and turn the tables and do it overnight. But in order to sustain that, yes. it usually takes some time and practice mm-hmm. with our new habits and thought process and mindset and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so usually by about three months, you know, the new habit is formed and then they need a good three months or so to solidify it mm-hmm. and feel super confident. And, you know, what happens when we're changing our mindset and behavior is generally speaking, um, we, people realize that they're overcommitting themselves. They say yes too much instead of no. Mm-hmm. And so they're also starting to set boundaries. They're learning how to do that so they can truly come from a place of value in their life. Um, and so along the way, <laughs> there's a lot of time where they run into roadblocks of saying no to people and um, that they, uh, you know, people that they love and, and falling off the wagon a little bit with their program because that's a really hard speed bump to get over is letting other people down. Yes. And so that usually happens right around the three months of the six month part where they're like, Oh gosh, okay. I've got this for myself. Now I need to start setting boundaries for other people. Mm-hmm. And um, it's hard. So that the, the remainder of the, the six month program, we really build them a solid foundation on which to not just build habits for themselves, but exist within the world mm-hmm. with those new habits. I totally can relate to that. Yeah. Because it's like you can say one thing to yourself and you can have the discipline to get up and go to the gym or, you know, make that podcast episode or do whatever, you know, your your goals are right now. But then, yeah, someone else saying, oh, do this with me or write this article or yeah, teach us, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Oh, I could totally see that. Um, well, yeah, I, I say no one gives you a standing ovation when you set boundaries, usually. Yeah. <laughs> Except for me. I'll give you a standing ovation. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and what about your work are you most passionate? Oh, man. Um, I would say that that moment where a client truly slows down and realizes, wow, all these things I'm doing are not in alignment with who I really am striving to be. And there's all, it's just a light bulb moment. It happens with every client. It, it varies when it happens. Mm-hmm. And what, you know, I call that, I'm, I'm a little spiritual, very spiritual actually. Mm-hmm. It's like a dip into the soul of the universe. That's a quote from Paolo Coelho, the alchemist, mm-hmm. where all of a sudden they get this intuitive kick, you know, in their gut that says something needs to change, right? Like mm-hmm. I need to change my mindset. I need to change my approach. And normally that happens when they start to work with me at the front, but somewhere in the middle, there's this, oh man, there's no, no turning back at this point. Like I am not only wanting to change, but I don't ever want to go back to where I was. Right. And, and they shift also towards what I don't want to what I do want in that moment. And they truly believe that they can have this grand vision for their life. And it's not just a unicorn grand vision that only unicorns have. Right. You know, it's it's super amazing. When I hear you say too, how you know it's it's kind of like it's sexy to start. You know, it's like oh, I'm going to start a diet plan, or I'm going to start you know and get a new career and or grow my career and my business. And but that maintaining and continuing with it is not as sexy. So it, it, it's interesting how you say like at around the three month mark, everyone kind of displays that um, dip where, you know, they're like, Oh, we're on, on, yeah. they're not going to say they have a hard time saying no. And it's almost like they know what they want, but you're there to still instill the confidence in them to follow through with that. And, and just to keep saying, Nope, you, this is what you want. And this is, um, 
you know, how it's going to look like and not that you're putting yeah. you know, doing that to them, but yeah, just that when you said that word like confidence, I'm like, oh yeah, because you really have to then be able to show that to the world that you are going to have boundaries. You are going to make, be the one to make that, those decisions about your life. It's so true. And, you know, we're taught from a really young age that what defines our worth are the things we do, you know, whether yes. it's doing the podcast or doing the diet or what we look like or all these external things. Yes. And that's sort of what happens right there at that shift where people go, I'm inherently worthy and lovable and valuable, regardless of anything that happens on the outside. Yes. And that is worth fighting for, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in terms of setting boundaries or growing confident or moving towards this grand vision mm-hmm. um that's worth every you know moment i'm putting into this sort of you know self-realization process mm-hmm. and um it's just so interesting as they start to shed that attachment to external circumstances and external things to define healthy mm-hmm. or define worthy or define loved or whatever it is right and then they're like oh my gosh this is just I'm doing this because I just have to, mm-hmm. you know, it's part of my day, you know, fun. I'm curious um, because I'm thinking, okay, someone who has lived more externally, you know, they, they kind of followed whatever they thought other people had wanted. And so I'm curious as they start to define what they want for themselves, have with your clients, have you seen people like losing friends or, or, you know, not losing them, but, you know, being come becoming like out of touch with some that they realize were not really their friends. I mean, do you see that kind of shift or do they have to deal with that issue? Yeah. Um, yeah, not to scare anyone listening, but we do have some breakups and friendships and relationships. And, you know, when when people start to realize that the people they're spending their time with are not supporting their growth. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I what I tell every client, because that's, that's a grieving process and a painful process, if you think about it. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, these people are really important to me. They're still important to you. Mm-hmm. And you can still love them. It just doesn't mean that you spend all your time with them. And what's so beautiful is as you start to align yourself with your values and realize that inherent worthiness, you just start attracting people towards you who support them. Um, And so you might be spending less time with people who don't support you in that. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden people will literally start coming into your life without you even seeking them. Mm -hmm. You support it. That's, That's what's happened for me. I've literally... One of my one of my own coaches has become my very best friend um, because she just speaks my language now. Like we're one of you know we we sometimes feel like we're the two people on the planet who speak this language, which is not true. Mm-hmm. But um, and I never would have imagined that because we're also so different. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of on the surface, what we do, what we believe, you know, what we like to eat, all those types of things. So, yeah. yeah. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. That's so, that's, yeah. Um, what, so thinking about mindset, what are some commonalities that you see that most women, and then I know, you know, you also work with teens, so I'd love to hear your input on things mm-hmm. that teens are, are working with. I've been a while since I've been one, and I don't have one yet, so, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> she's only three, so. Well, I'd say the commonality among all of them is the, uh, my clients at least, are the overachiever, type A, go-getter, burning the candle at both ends, waking up completely overwhelmed by all the things they have to do that day, mm-hmm. um, putting a lot of pressure on themselves. And a lot of that pressure is 
it's put on externally by others, as we kind of talked about all this external work, but mm-hmm. they've learned and they, they agree that that's part of, you know, that's just part of the process. Mm-hmm. Um, and they live their life that way. And so there's this constant striving for achievements and, and getting gold stars mm-hmm. and checking the boxes. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely see that in the women I work with, all of them. And then teenagers are learning that yeah. from the women, not just women, but everyone in their lives. Um, and what's really fun about teens is it's not solidified in their brains until they're 30, that that's, you know, a truth for them. Mm-hmm. And so it's sometimes easier to work with them. But the other thing, because of all of the go, 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 go getter achieving mm-hmm. is their hormones are usually quite wonky, as I like to say. Mm-hmm. And that shows up either as just chronic stress, autoimmune disease, um, period problems, fertility issues, perimenopause issues, things that most people in the world will say, oh, that's just part of being a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it isn't. And that can certainly be worked on. Mm-hmm. And so the biggest predictor of hormone imbalance, at least this is an anecdote. This is not something that, you know, is an, a research-based thing. But I find is how high your stress levels are. Mm, yep. um, and so if we're getting in and really working on that from the start, uh, we see a massive rapid improvement in hormone problems almost immediately when we can get emotions and stress under wraps and mindset just dialed. Sometimes we have to start by working externally on like nutrition and diet and gut health and those types of things. And then we work on mindset. Um, it just depends on the person, mm-hmm. but yeah, so I would say the, the personality is common and also the sort of hor- underlying hormonal autoimmune period, fertility, menopause issues going on. Yes. Yeah. I totally would agree with that. And then, you know, how it's related to stress levels and yeah, I, I totally agree. And then, and just like our stress levels and how much that affects our health in general, you know, I mean, the, the body yeah. connection and now with, you know, we know with the microflora and exactly. the gut issues. Oh, totally. Yeah. And, you know, sadly, many of my clients um, see very, very well-meaning medical providers, not really physical therapists, but physicians um, who say there's no effect of mindset, lifestyle, nutrition, whatever on your health. Mm. And, you know, that's really discouraging to them because, you know, they're hearing, oh, I think stress plays a role. And intuitively, they th- they know it does, which is what I help people tap into is intuition. Right. And and it, it can be very, very frustrating because they're like, but I don't want to just take birth control pills to help my periods. Or I don't want to just accept that, well, stress is just a part of life. I, I have clients whose physicians tell them that every day. Yeah. Um, and I think that there's a lot more we can be doing for people to say that you don't have to have these things. Well, and exactly. Cause you know, to say, okay, stress is a part of life. Sure. Cause stress is what gets us to change and do things, but it's our reaction to stress. You know, do we uh-huh. immediately, if we get a B minus, do we go, Oh my God, I'm going to fail this class. I'm not going to get into the college I want to go to. And then I'm not, you know, it's just, you think of your whole life, like spinning out of control. I mean, that's not, you know, so yeah. that's why I think, especially with teens, but with older women or anyone really, um, 
how to react to stress. Like it's, it's something yeah. I'm working with my daughter, like when she gets all stressed and not stressed, she just gets angry <laughs> or, you know, three year old, right, right. but it, you know, it's just, she can't handle her emotions, however they are, you know, and trying to say, okay, let's take some deep breaths. Let's, you know, which is super hard for me to do when I'm in the middle of things, right. but you know, I'm, I'm trying to give her some of those tools that I didn't learn and, but I'm trying to cultivate in myself too. So mm-hmm. yeah. Thinking of resources, what have you found that you like to share with your clients? I'm thinking like books or CDs or websites or um, do even people have CDs anymore? <laughs> Maybe I'm dating myself. Yeah, right. I have no idea. <laughs> I, <know>. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Music online. I mean, whatever we do now. Um, yeah, I I love this kind of holistic mindset piece to approaching whether it's a health problem or a, a life or business problem and. The works of Dr. David Hawkins, who's an MD, PhD, he's a psychiatrist, he's, he's no longer living, are beautiful books mm-hmm. because it really breaks down the power of universal truth and um, it, a very simple way to become sort of one with your consciousness mm-hmm. and approach life very, I I use the word mindfully, but I actually prefer the word consciously. Every decision, every step we make um, becomes a conscious thing. And we become aware of the interplay of emotions and sort of the ego and how those get in our way. And, you know, I can summarize that in saying we become aware of when fear is playing a role in how we're acting versus when we're acting from a place of love Mm. and value. So that's what I teach my clients. So we, I use pieces from his work with all of my clients. Um, and they're, they're lovely and they're very science and evidence based. Um, and he's done this extraordinary research and calibration of different levels of consciousness and how you can actually measure it. Wow. Cool. Fascinating. Yeah. Um, I love the book, The Alchemist. I mentioned it already by Paolo Coelho. It's a short story, but it's a spiritual book that brings in different pieces of different religions. It's not religious, but very spiritual. And it's really about the journey mm-hmm. and it's about the process of, you know, sometimes you fall on your face and you just kind of have to keep going. And it's all about moving towards the, in the book, it's called your personal legend, mm. but it's really moving towards that grand vision that I described. And the, it's not about getting to the vision. It's about the process of getting there. And that's, that's also what I teach my clients. It's not about, um, you know, living on the mountaintop with the waterfall and having perfect health. It's about how you respond and react along the way to getting there. Mm-hmm. And also that you can get there. Yeah. It's not impossible and it's not for unicorns. Um, I love the book, The Anatomy of the Spirit for the more health-minded people. Mm-hmm. Um, that brings in, it's a, sort of the medical intuitive side of looking at the interplay of the energetic chakras mm. and health in the body. And it, it includes a lot of anatomy work. So that's a great one for health providers or um, even just people who are really health conscious. Mm-hmm. And then very health-centered, I love the book, The Period Repair Manual by Dr. Laura Bryden. Okay. Um, she's a naturopath who lives in New Zealand. And she does beautiful work around hormone health and women. And it offers this fresh perspective on kind of what we talked about is, yes, sometimes there's a time and place for medication, but there are many, many options on ways you can, quote unquote, fix your hormones Mm -hmm. without having to rely on just medications that have their own set of side effects that can affect your overall long-term health. Right. Um, 
and it's a great book for teenagers and also for women and um, really provides a, just a guidebook of how to get through all the various aspects of the menstrual cycle, not just the period. And she offers lots of examples of problems and solutions for sure. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. fantastic thank you for all those and I'll link to those in the show notes so that's amazing yeah. I definitely want to look up all of those <laughs> I haven't heard mm-hmm. of most of them I think I read the alchemist and that was incredible but yeah the other ones I haven't heard of so great mm-hmm. no. yeah anatomy of the spirit is by Carolyn Miss I didn't mention that so. okay. yeah mm-hmm. um, good old Amazon I was just going to look it up anyway mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll find that mm-hmm. out. Um, okay so thinking about prevention what are some things that you see that women and teens can do to help avoid issues down the road, whether that be mindset or health? Um, I know we talked a little bit about hormonal issues and stuff, so maybe with that. Or if you want to just give us some of your general prevention tips for overall health. I think like with your daughter, for example, bringing a mindful awareness, like a consciousness towards, um, you know, every decision she makes, why is she doing this? Why is she deciding to eat the macaroni and not the broccoli, right? And Mm. what's behind that? And why is it valuable to to eat both, you know, or not? Um, So really bringing attention to value, what the value is in what we're doing versus where where fear is driving the bus really helps keep us aligned. And it keeps us from spinning our wheels and running in circles, trying things that don't work Mm -hmm. in our health. Now, at the same time, stuff comes up. Uh, we, despite our best efforts to, um, I'm doing air quotes again, quote unquote, control mm-hmm. and prevent, it does happen. And so what I also feel is um, having some, again, consciousness and emotional resilience to handle that. Yes. Just handle it. And again, stay very mindful and conscious about why you decided to go through that position versus that one, why you decided to hire Amanda versus someone else, mm-hmm. right? And making sure it really is authentic and aligned with you, you'll get what you need. And lastly, understanding that you are the most powerful member of your health and wellness team. Yes. You are. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know your body better than anyone else. And when, you know, I make a recommendation to you or Amanda makes a recommendation to you or the physician makes a recommendation to you, you get a say. And whether you put that pill in your mouth or you do that exercise, um, and I say this to clients all the time, yeah, they prescribe you to take this medicine, but no one's putting the pill in your mouth except you. Right. Um, So that's not to say let's all just run amok and (laughs) have a (laughs) free-for-all in health because most of the people out there really do mean well and are very smart. But you're still the smartest mm-hmm. and um, you can seek information from others, but ultimately you're the one who applies it. Well, yeah. and I think too, also what I, I love that working with you would help with women, uh, you know, help women with is um, like that confidence. You know, I just, when I, you know, thinking of my own practice, when I prescribe something or I say, okay, you know, let's do these exercises. And I really always try to make it the priority few. Um, yeah, I love the feedback when I have a patient who's confident enough to say, yeah, I don't know that I'm going to fit that in. Let's just, right. just do one instead of three. Or, you know, yeah. I don't know that I can journal right now that's triggering these other emotions. I can't go there yet, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And so but, it, you know, so I know a lot of my patients and I always check back with them when they come back in or when I email them to follow up and say, you know, hey, how are things going? And, you know, and or, or checking to see if they've been doing stuff. It's like, you know, they'll say yes, and they'll be all gung-ho 
because I think they want to please me or they want to do what they think they're supposed to do. But they didn't say, you know, I mean, like then it comes out later. Yeah, well, I really don't have that much time or I don't see the benefit of this exercise. I didn't explain it well enough of why that would value mm-hmm. them type of thing. So just having that confidence to to be their advocate and to say what it is that they need helps everyone help each other better, you know? Yeah. So Well, I have a couple clients who say this to me, and this is this is a great inspiring moment for them and for me. When they realize they've had the power all along. Yes. Like it's like, oh well I've been relying on everybody else to tell me what to do and all of a sudden I get to start making the choice. Mm-hmm. Or when they say to me, Julie, I didn't do my coaching homework. And I'm super okay with that because it means that I am taking charge here and I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it or I'm not choosing not to do it for me. And I'm like, great, Mm -hmm. cool. I don't care that you didn't do your homework. That's actually a bigger win that you've stepped into the driver's seat of the bus, Mm -hmm. you know? Great. Yeah. And yeah, and I think that shows that you're, you know, good at what you do too, to not then just take personal affront. Like how do you, you defied my authority. Yeah. You didn't do what I said to do. Rah, rah, you yeah. know, so yeah, <laughs> I just says you're further now, some, along the maturity yeah. process too, you know, or journey. I call it parenting. Sometimes I do have to parent clients yeah. or I choose, sorry, I don't want to say have to choose to yeah. when, for example, they, um, that's where I put my clinician hat on and I say, listen, this is my professional recommendation. You really need to go see this physician or you really need to go have this test done. Yes. Um, because they, truly, not, you know, while clients do have the information and the power all along, they don't always have the information straight mm-hmm. and they're acting from either a place of fear or they're acting from a place of uh, ignorance. They just don't know any better. So right. sometimes we do have to do that. But still, it's up to them to take action, right? It's not really up to me totally, totally. <laughs> yeah. so, to carry them to the hospital or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Throw them on your back and <laughs> walk down the street. Yeah. Um, so thinking, uh, you just mentioned inspiration. Um, what inspires you? That when not just clients, but when I see people realize that they have had the answers and the power all along. It was just hiding underneath these layers and layers of armor and habits and beliefs and um, lifelong practices that as they shed those and they set the boundaries, they realize, wow, you know, this has all been here. Yes. <laughs> I just, um, and it, the way it manifests is, you know, we sometimes say it's the new me. Mm-hmm. And I say, no, you were there all along. It's just that you were hiding and yeah. you found yourself. Yeah. It's awesome. That's awesome. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners? I, I have been so inspired by you and so impressed with everything that has come out of your mouth. <laughs> this has just been so yeah. amazing. But um, are there any other tips or words of wisdom that you'd like to leave with us? Well, you know, I think that I, I kind of dig on the concept of uncertainty. It's one of my, I've been doing a lot of uh, sort of meditation and study around that. And that then it's, it's, it's 100% certain that everything in life is uncertain. Yes. And um, <laughs> it's just a paradox, right? Right. Um, and I love paradoxes. But what's interesting is with health, for example, when we're acting from fear, what are we doing? We're trying so hard to control mm-hmm. the uncertain mm-hmm. when really um, practicing surrender is is literally what it takes 
to discover a more sustaining, healthy, and heart-centric life, to surrender to the flow. And I think a lot of times we confuse the idea of surrender with quitting or giving up. Right. Surrender is simply accepting what is for what is. It's like, okay, this is just what's going on right now, right. and I'm just going to accept it. Um, I don't have to enjoy it. It doesn't have to be pleasant that I was just diagnosed with cancer. Right. But practicing acceptance is absolutely the gateway to coming from a loving place yeah. in your life, whether it's in a relationship or in health or in your business. Um, and I think most people are looking for, you know, people are literally looking for love. I mean, not just mm-hmm. in relationships, but in life and that's the way. It's a practice, a practice of surrender. Yeah. And it reminds mm-hmm. me when you talked um, earlier about the law of attraction. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. when you when you just kind of align yourself and like you said, you surrender, you're just like, okay, I'm just going to be where I'm at and not have all this mess, you know, giving myself grief over what I can't control kind of thing. And mm-hmm. then people are attracted to you. I mean, I really do believe in that that law of attraction mm-hmm. where what you need will show up when you need it. And, um, right. Yeah. That's great. Well, what we hold in mind will manifest. That's another quote from Paolo Coelho that if I believe that I'm going to get sick, it will happen. Right. It will happen. It's yeah. not just psychosomatic. It's, if I truly believe that that is true, that I will get sick, mm-hmm. the, the universe, God, whatever you believe in that mm-hmm. spiritual power mm-hmm. will say, ask and you shall receive. Here you go. You yeah. can get sick. If I'm I here, truly I'm listening. believe, if I truly believe that I am worthy of wonderful relationships, and I put that into my heart and surrender the belief that I'm not, mm-hmm. then wonderful relationships will come into my life. Right. Um, and it, 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 but you have to have the courage to surrender the. I don't like the word negative because it implies that things are bad. But the negative belief or the the one that doesn't serve you. Right. Um, Gotta have that courage to let go of the the payoff you get from that, which is usually like a victim sort of murder mindset payoff. Right. Ah, nobody loves me. I'm a victim. I don't have to do anything. Yep. You have to have the courage to surrender that and then move into the power position, which is I'm completely worthy. I may not be able to see this great thing right now mm-hmm. and walk by faith, not by sight, that it's coming as long as I believe that it will. And it will. It totally does every yeah. time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that too. Mm-hmm. This has been truly amazing. I'm so excited that we got to chat on the phone. I know we've been planning this for a while, and I'm so happy that, um, you know, we got to finally talk. What? Yeah. yeah thank you. Thank you for, for being a part of my podcast. I'm just excited for mm-hmm. everyone to hear. Thanks you know, for having me. Yeah, hear you. What is the best way to contact you or to find out more about your business? Yeah. Um, so, as I mentioned, I'd love to do a, a complimentary strategy session with people just to just, you know, may not be because they want to hire me, but just kind of see like where you are, figure out where you want to go, create a path to get there. It may involve working with me. It may not. Mm-hmm. Um, and that people can schedule online. Mm-hmm. So you can go to, I actually have a URL that signs you up for that. It's convo with Cool. Very easy to remember yeah. um, to sign up for a complimentary conversation with me. That'll take you to my website as well. So you can just then kind of look around once you're there. Um, And then on social media, that's probably the easiest way to stay up to date with me. Mm -hmm. And I'm at Dr. Julie Granger. Dr. Julie.
Green Tree. Good. On all social media channels, all of them. Okay, cool. And mm-hmm. um, you had said you work with PT professionals. Do you also work with someone else who maybe isn't a PT but wants to yeah. have a business? Um, yeah. So PT health and wellness pros, basically, who are looking to grow their business, looking for usually one of three things are happening. Mm-hmm. You're feeling stuck and directionless and you don't know where to go and how to grow. Mm-hmm. You're, you're feeling overwhelmed with sort of all that's flying at you. Maybe you don't own a business, but you're just feeling overwhelmed in your job mm-hmm. and you kind of want to tap into your intuition again and create a path that really inspires you. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you are just looking for content to know how, so that's one that's that helps the business owner themselves or someone who's thinking about getting into owning a business. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. I have, I, I know I want to do it, but I need a little confidence and I definitely need to know how and the steps right. on how to create this in a very heart centered way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Cause you've done everything. I mean, you do webinars I've watched, you do, I mean, you've spoken, like you mm-hmm. said, in different engagements, you have your own, um, you used to have, you know, the brick and mortar business and, um, training mm-hmm. client. I mean, you have the whole, you know, shebang so yeah awesome yeah great yeah good, yeah good experience it does help it does help to have had about 10 years of experience in brick and mortar practice and now i've built an online platform so i can see both sides of it and i've made a lot of mistakes along the way and i've you know had my own brilliant coaches who've helped me and um owning a business does not have to be hard Yes. It doesn't have to be expensive. <laughs> it doesn't have to wear you out. Um, mine doesn't. Yep. So I love to help other people see that, that it can be very easy and it can be very aligned with you yes. <laughs> rather than somebody else's version of what business would be. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Thank you again. I so appreciate your time and all your wisdom. And um, of course. Yeah, this is great. Thanks for having me. I had so much fun talking with Julie and learning from her. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. In three weeks, I'll be speaking with Heather Edwards, who is a pelvic physical therapist in Asheville, North Carolina, who recently achieved her Certificate in Sexuality Counseling and Sexuality Education. She is a wealth of knowledge on the topic of sexuality, and I simply cannot wait to share with you what we discussed. I really appreciate you listening, and I wish you all well.